Hello, everybody. Kyle here, and welcome back to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Pagan. Pagan, how you doing? I am wonderful. It's been a great day here today. Oh, it's it's been lovely. And we have someone who's just been outworking themselves, getting the garden already and expanding the pond. Laura Tempest, Zach Roth. Laura, how are you today? I am excellent. If not, you know, just a little earthy. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how we want you here. You just said a second ago, you're really channeling the strong pagan vibes for it. And we, we absolutely <laughs> adore that. For those that have not already heard Laura on our podcast, she has graced us twice in the past. But to set her up a little bit, she is an author, an artist, dancer, witch, and teacher. As I mentioned, Pagan and I were lucky enough to sit down and speak with her before we we listened to her uh, and initially met her through the New Kirk's Phenomenicon when we heard you give a wonderful presentation on sigils. From there, uh, Pagan and I both went through, we read your book, Weave the Liminal. That is my mm. like top recommendation for people getting into Pagan Same. books and witchcraft. Aww. It's just, we're, let's, we'll have to talk about it again. But I mean, you just set the stage so freaking well for people to get into it. So <laughs> thank you for thank taking you. the time to sit down with us because we're talking the Waking Persephone event coming up on April 24th. And then we want you to tease the heck out of the upcoming book. So if you would, let's let's start with Weave the Liminal again, just because it's it's something for everyone. So Pagan and I loved it. Laura, could you just remind people, I think we had you talk about this before, but how did that book come about? And, and why do you think that holds a special place in your heart for for the audience and the readers? Well, it is definitely the book that I wish I had um, going back 20 20- Plus, <laughs> like years, uh, you know, when I was, uh, you know, a wee witchlet and, you know, looking for information that was concise and really allowed me to build on what I wanted to do rather than just being like, do this thing. I'm not going to explain why. Uh, and so it's been a it's been a lifelong process to put that book together. And uh, so excited to see it out in the world. It's just amazing. It's been out now, I think, two years where are we? What year are we? <laughs> we have kind of made it to 2021, if, if that's what this is. We are in 2021. <laughs> Yay, I think. Yeah, yeah so I think. <laughs> Uh, I, I did have like that notice from from Google about like here's your October web stats. I'm like, what? Wait, what year are we in? Why are you oh, sending this to me now? <laughs> That's so concerning. I have no idea what time it is outside of this. So if, if I were getting emails saying it's October, I'd be real keen to believe them. <laughs> I think somebody put the squirrel back in the like the. Uh, electron particle accelerator which i'm pretty sure what started this whole thing in the first place <laughs> i mean you may not be wrong on that that that's a very accurate description of at least 2020 i 2021 yes. is still questionable we're only four months in ask me in june <laughs> random side Absolutely. note about the particle accelerator i was seeing information come out uh and i'm, I'm pardoned that i'm not sharing this link with the whole group but there was actually some recent information about i think they're called muons and how we have like we're actually scientifically verifying that particles can somehow move within time and space in different directions which i, I think to us in this uh, occult paranormal community especially in in the realm that the three of us sit in which we're very comfortable going into different silos and and exploring other people's mm-hmm. what they're bringing to the table i i'd just be curious laura do you, how do you feel about this 
this world we live in where all these, I guess what we used to call fringe science or what we still do is now merging with the mainstream a smidge. How does that make you feel as a practitioner? Mm, how does that make me feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a bit of a, like, you know, I told you so, but also we're, you know, with um, anything that comes out, people sort of latch onto it as well and don't even like start to understand. They're like, and this explains that. And then they're running off to the next thing. Uh, but I, I love the um, the information that's been coming out in the last few years about like the large invisible structures that scientists have figured like the universe is hanging on and uh, you know, these particles and such. It's like time isn't quite linear. I mean, considering how we had our discussion starting off, right? Um, mm-hmm. That it's more spiral, right? And consider DNA and all of that. And like, this is just fascinating. It's like the more we understand um, or the more we discover, I love how that it erases some ideas and builds new ideas and new models to explore. And uh, at the same time, though, it's like if you are doing magical practice, you already go, mm, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that that's like the most accurate description of time I think I've ever heard. And it's so funny, you know, as a magical practitioner, you hear time is not linear, but nobody ever really explains that concept. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you for being the first person to actually put imagery with it, because, of course, all of us are like, just time's not linear. And I'm like, it just goes backwards and forwards in every direction. I can't explain it. Thank you for putting it in a visual that I can comprehend. I appreciate you for that. That makes me happy. <laughs> You're welcome. Yay. You know, it, it also, you know, what is time? Well, that's that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I adore that. So while we're talking about the book already, Laura, do we want to just go ahead and, and tease it? We looking at a great Instagram photo that you posted up of the anatomy of a witch, which I see a release um, date of June eighth, twenty twenty one. We're at less than two months now. It's oh sort of that's like what it's been. This has been another book that. Uh, has been in the process for a while. And it's, especially though, for the, the writing process for this one's been a year and a half, two years, um, which it's pretty lengthy considering some of the other books um, that I've done. Um, but uh, so Anatomy of a Witch, the a Map to the Magical Body, explores these systems of the body, these kind of magical symbolic systems, uh, which are the the witch lungs, the witch heart, the serpent, the bones, and the mind, or what I also call the weaver. Uh, And they correspond to our physical or biological systems. And they they form a model of how you can delve deeper into your practice and how to sort of problem solve all the while using your body or recognizing your body as your most essential and powerful tool in your possession. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That is so awesome. And it's, it's very interesting because as magical practitioners, a lot of times, a lot of the books don't cover the connection. It just says, you know, connect with your body, do, you know, some grounding, do some meditation, eat well, Mm -hmm. like that's, about pretty much the extent of it for a lot of the books so it's really cool to see the difference of connecting to all the different um physical sides of things as well as the magical connections with that that's pretty cool i'm excited i'm so excited to read it let's see i'm excited to see how folks you know respond to it considering it's really not anything it's not like anything else that's out there Mm -hmm. Um, it's a system that I have 
you know, developed and considered over, you know, the last several decades of like, how does it work for me? And especially as someone who uses their body a lot um, to engage with the world, whether it's teaching dance or you know, breathing and practicing and making art. These are all very tactical things. And I think that we are approaching the time of this sort of golden mean between being very academic in the magical community and also being very experiential and experimental, which often is not just the mind. You have to connect it to the body. Uh, mm -hmm. So excited to see. A little nervous, but excited. Ooh. That is so awesome. Yeah, I'm personally fascinated by that. I think, Pagan, you said something great a second ago, and we've been we've been talking uh, around this or just about it throughout. I, and Laura, I, I want to say you talked about this to us last time, uh, saying that there wasn't the perfect book out there for you. There wasn't that sort of thing. And what has been out there has aged and for a lot of it has shown its age, the work just in the occult mm -hmm. and paranormal. That's been something uh, we recently spoke with Michelle Bellinger about talking to her about how you can ethically get into the occult these days. Um, and we've just been giving our audience tips, specifically highlighting people like yourself and Michelle, these great folks that we know and trust. Because when you're getting into it from well, I, I guess I just follow the silo of how people are like, what what sort of path gets them into the paranormal? A lot of it seems to be the TV shows that are yelling at ghosts. We talk about that a lot. <laughs> the ghost insulters. Uh, yeah. Where do they go from there is the next thing, because you very well know from living in this space that there are definitely darker, gross uh, communities that have formed on really outdated, bad human views of one another. Um, especially recently, <laughs> we saw all that get plastered on the main screen. So with Leave the Liminal and that, how do you also guide people that are coming into the field? If if you are dealing with newer practitioners, people that are looking to dive deeper, especially in this big pothole world. Do you have any advice for people where they might go to turn for information? Well, I think there's there's so many layers to that. And one of the primary things is to understand or at least to be um, a model or let folks know that it's totally acceptable that your path is going to look like your own path. Uh, because I feel like so many newbies come into this and go, oh, I have to look like that. You know, this Instagram account, this, um, I guess what's on TikTok. I haven't gone there. Huh. <laughs> yes. Don't Don't do it. It's a scary place. Yeah, like, like for the last couple of years, like you should get on it. I'm like that's okay. I'll watch the funny videos. <laughs> that's fine. I'm good over here. Uh, but it is like I try to think back of what what did I do back then, and well, what we did hanging out in high school was to go to Barnes and Noble. <laughs> you know, or, or borders or whatever it was back then and hang out with our coffee uh, and look in the new age metaphysical section. And I can't imagine that many folks do that today, um, and especially because of the pandemic, but there aren't as many bookstores or, you know, maybe there, luckily there are so many, there are so many more occult and magic and witchy shops out there. Uh, so maybe they do have more access and have that in there, but it, it is, it's definitely harder. You know, we have, we have this wealth of information online, but because we have this wealth of information online, um, some of it is uh, fool's gold. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I really feel for folks who are coming into it being like, what the heck is this stuff? Uh, and so 
you know, part of it is you know, to look at reviews, check things out on Amazon, ask people that you are interested in, right? Like, um, you're like, what are your favorite books? You know, that if someone is doing something that you admire, asking them for their resources, probably a good place to start and see if they already have a list or something online. Uh, that's, you know, it's like kind of follow your intuition, but also have a bit of salt handy. <laughs> Well said. <laughs> well said. Yeah, the more information that's out there, the harder it is sometimes to find what you're looking for. And I, I feel that more and more on the internet now where I, I go online. It's like I can find any topic I want, but is it is it going to have the, the validity to it and, and all of that? So uh, the uh, the other thing I think what you said brought to mind is is within these books, uh, you and many others reference wonderful works, other folks in the community mm-hmm. that you love and, and admire, which will lead us into a beautiful conversation about the Waking Persephone event. Um, but but I love that, too, that you can always reach out to people because I know the occult community and the authors there. It just has been super friendly and welcoming. So mm-hmm. huge to us. Most folks are, are pretty accessible, and even if they're not, they likely have, you know, in some way, a website or a list somewhere. Or again, they have that list of resources in a book. It's, you know, look for that when you're picking up a book. It should have resources. It should have bibliography. It should have where the information comes from. And that's how you know you've probably got something decent instead of, you know, some sort of, um, well, not quality book. Mm-hmm. That That's very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> That's the case. <laughs> so with this upcoming Waking Persephone event, could you talk us through, so this is Saturday, April 24th, could you give our <laughs> audience out there the big sales pitch? Because we we got to chat with them, uh, with Michelle Bellinger just a little bit about that and her participation, but to hear it from your voice, what's this event about? How did it come together? And then we'll dive a little deeper. All right. So Waking Persephone this year is the transformation of what had been a physical event that I did for five years from 2012 to 2016 on uh, two coasts, East Coast and Providence, Rhode Island, West Coast in Seattle, Washington. And it started as a festival that celebrated the dark and unusual and uh, especially through dance. And it was really breaking the mold and giving opportunities to a wide range of folks that you might not often get to learn from, uh, especially within the dance community. People have sort of this, oh, name recognition, and they'll they'll take whatever that name person is doing, but they'll ignore all of these amazing other voices. And so I found like doing the right mix of finding trusted voices who have something to say that, you know, don't even actually get to talk about some of their most favorite things because people go, Oh, you're known for that. I only want to hear about that. Uh, And so be like, Oh, you want to teach about Greek and Turkish sacred dances? Yes. You know, let's, let's, let's get that going. Uh, As well as, you know, these other voices who are bringing new things to the table, because that's how evolution happens with the arts, whether it is dance, whether it's music, whether it's writing, whether it's witchcraft, it is to allow for the space for new voices to come in, as well as respecting the traditions that have been there for a very long time. So that was a big festival, about four days long with everything. And I gave it a rest to actually focus on books. Um, The physical is running a physical event. (laughs) is very exhausting uh, and uh, <laughs> to say the least and especially finding venues that's usually the one of the hardest things for physical events and so um 
as we're coming into this year, I was talking with uh, Misha Magdalene um, about crafting community and what does it mean to craft community and how do you, you know, how do you create the positive community that you want to see in the world and not lose energy to that sort of negative um, or toxic environments um, that exist, you know, that unfortunately exist in many different pockets of um, the arts, you know, of magical communities of pretty much every aspect of humanity. And I firmly believe that you create it. You know, you create the community that you want to see in the world, that you can craft that if you bring together folks. And so part of going, okay, well, I want to bring together people from different aspects of um, these communities that sort of are all tangential together of, you know, touching around magic and particularly queerness. Um, it's, it's a big word, but finding that celebration of, of queer and magical and doing it in a virtual event since it can eliminate the whole venue thing. And I wanted to do it in a single day because I have acknowledged in the last year that there are many awesome online events, uh, but as a presenter and as an attendee, having several days of an event, um, having a lot of different presenters, all of that, it's exhausting. It is, I'd say, even more exhausting than a in-person event because you don't have that quite that physical contact to energize you. Um, that you know, face-to-face thing. It's you know, it's really awesome the virtual possibilities and how accessible it is, and bringing all these different people together from all over the world. But at the same time, it definitely has its drawbacks. So, doing a single-day event that has eight presenters or performers that all feed into each other's things. So there's no competition. You can just enjoy one presentation after the other that builds on it. We have round table, we have performances, all of that gives you just enough, like the perfect meal, um, you know, so that you, you finish the end day feeling satisfied, but not too full. <laughs> and hopefully you've met some new and awesome people and been exposed to new ideas. I think that's so smart. Keeping that in mind, you're, you're very much, on, on the money with what a lot of people have, have been talking to us about, there is a fatigue that comes with the digital virtual conventions. I, I think you nailed it really well about the energy we get from one another that keeps us going. And in those digital mm-hmm. ones, very easy to see how that that can be drained. I do love the accessibility, but I, I think it is smart, especially at this stage, having passed the year mark now doing everything virtual. I, mm-hmm. I think you're doing some really smart planning there. I totally agree. And I'm so looking forward to it. Obviously, there's so many great voices that uh, we're going to get to see during this event. And it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. (laughs) You were listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast, but are you subscribed to it in your podcast player? Now's a good time to check. Whether you're listening on the web, your phone, or an extra dimensional portal that opened a connection between Spotify, Apple, and Google or more, a good time to look in there and just see if you're subscribed it's totally free on your part and helps us a ton while you're at it hit that search bar and check out the uh, revelator podcast network see what other shows are magically delivered to your device your mileage on that may vary based on the app but you're guaranteed to see all of our shows at revelatornetwork.com whether you want to become a paying member to the site for bonus content you want to check out the blog or get involved with their up-and-coming referral program that can net you some really cool swag just for sharing the shows. You can find it again at revelatornetwork.com. Indeed. This is 
been on our calendar for a while. So, Laura, could you take us through some of these wonderful presenters that you have outlined for us? I'm especially curious to know uh, why you may have tapped individuals for this, because like you, I heard you saying a second ago, you're crossing around and, and pulling people in that are tangentially related. So what made some mm-hmm. of these folks stand out if you'd, if you'd like to go through them? Well, I was really looking for folks who are excellent presenters uh, who really bring something different to the table or are confident uh, and probably aren't as well-known, unfortunately, in some ways, or at least in different pockets of the community. Uh, and with this first event, right, so ideally this is going to be a twice-a-year event that we do it in spring and in the fall to work with Persephone, since, again, virtual does allow mm-hmm. us a little bit more. Uh, and this one, I figured, like, I can curate. So, you know, so talking with Misha about this and kind of curated a, a list and, like, what would go together and who would fit kind of the spring theme of things. But I'm hoping that when we get to the fall, we'll have some curated individuals and then we'll be able to open it up to other people to have submissions so that we can bring in those other voices that I don't know about. Like, I'm, we're, I'm pretty well connected, but I don't, I don't know everybody. Um, and I love to meet and hear about new folks. So... In creating this list, um, we just started brainstorming. Of course, you know, Misha Magdalene uh, out, wrote um, Outside the Charm Circle, uh, and they are joining me with for the first part of the day with creating a focus on the body. So we have mind, body, and spirit as kind of the overall arching throughout the day, starting with the body so that we are embodied. And then, um, so Lee Harrington, um, I had met Lee back in Seattle. I also contributed to their Queer Magic book, uh, which is an anthology of all different, uh, obviously, queer practices and where where does the queer and the magical meet. And so Lee, incredible presenter, and I was like, Lee, interested? And he said, yes. Uh, it's like, yay, this is coming together. Uh, and uh, Lee often talks a lot more about um, like the sacred kink, um, but there's so many things that he talks about. And I was like, can we, you know, how do we incorporate this with Persephone? And so we had a discussion about kind of emerging out of the underworld. So it's perfect timing and kind of you know, exploring gender with that. Um, Michelle, as folks who are familiar with Phenomenacon know that Michelle is an amazing presenter. I have known Michelle for for many years uh, and actually kind of overlaps back into the time of um, dance and gothic ballet dance, right? And and working with some of the music, same kind of the music label that Michelle has been involved in. Uh, And so it's like, there, there's another person bringing something. Um, And they're focusing on kind of more psychopomp. Again, perfect for that you know, transgressing to move between the uh, this world and the next. And then we have uh, in the evening aspect of it, Dame Wilburn, uh, who I am a stupid fan girl <laughs> creature. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dame Wilburn is um, most folks, if you listen to NPR and you particularly listen to The Moth, uh, have heard Dame Wilburn. Uh, amazing storyteller, incredible, but also a magical practitioner. And I was uh, honored to meet them at Convocation a couple of years ago. Uh, so it's like all of the worlds colliding there. That was really um, amazing. So I was thrilled that that Dame said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then the other folks. Um, so Kamra um, is a performer who actually has taught and performed at Waking Persephone in the past. And uh, they will be doing um, belly dance presentation, dance of transformation. Uh, so kind of excited. Like that's our, our, our one of our alumni. <laughs> from, from... <laughs> and uh, Jinx Vervain. Uh, also known as the Rich Witch, um, we might um, find them on, uh, I believe, on Instagram, uh, of course, on Facebook. Uh, incredible poems, um, and they are also into movement and dance. So, don't quite know what Jinx is um, cooking up, but I'm, I'm super excited. They had a gorgeous poem about Persephone that, like, still has stuck in my head, like from from a while ago. And, and then last, we have, but not least, um, Juliana Finch. Uh, who is an incredible musician, uh, singer, songwriter, who I've also known for for quite a while. Um, my partner Nathaniel plays bass for Juliana when they go on the road. Uh, and uh, so um, she's also on the border of, you know, working with the magical um, and folks who are in North Carolina and the Raleigh-Durham area probably have seen her perform at Arcana or hanging out there, which is a wonderful Tarot-themed uh, club. <laughs> Uh, so you wouldn't think North Carolina, but there you go. It's, it's a really awesome club. We've performed there a few times. So I think, did I get everybody? You got them all. I have goosebumps. You did. I have goosebumps <laughs> listening to, to why these folks are coming, because that is one heck of a lineup. So impressed. It's so going to be a very awesome event. I, I think so. I hope so. I know so. <laughs> you yeah. know so. You know so. It's going to be amazing. And it's so cool because some of those names I recognized, others obviously I didn't, but I'm excited to meet them. I'm excited to hear their um, takes on things and how it, you know it all fits together. And it's going to be a beautiful event. It will be. And hopefully we'll, we'll also we'll have a Discord set up. Um, so we'll be sending that out to folks who are registered so that you can have that chat um so you know keeping involved with that as well as the chat that will be happening through the broadcast um that we'll be using with Streamyard, uh and we are also going to have on the night before a little bit of a meet and greet so everybody gets familiar with the tech and um and hopefully just kind of you know meet folks and kind of get used to it you know we always had that with waking persephone we had an event called motif which is a kind of ritual movement experience that was part social meet and greet, but also ritual and uh, music and dance all coming together. So can't quite have it in the physical realm, but we will be doing it in the virtual realm. We'll see how it's going to go. Oh, no it doubt. It sounds like a great party. <laughs> yeah, that is going to be awesome. Oh, my goodness. Because our, our previous encounters with with Witches Sabbath, Discord group, all of that, it's just been so magical. Uh, so, again, no doubt in my mind that this is going to be a huge hit. Uh, could, Laura, could you tell our people how they can get involved in this, um, especially, you know, starting now? Because, like I said, they'll only have about a week turnaround. So if you're listening, you probably are hearing this Monday the 19th or a little later. Uh, will ticket sales be open until the 24th or is there any sort of cutoff? 
I believe that the cutoff is the 22nd, the end, like maybe perhaps midnight on the 22nd so that I can get everybody's um, the login info, give enough time for email and such to get there so that you can get the meet and greet info and the discord and sign up and all of that. Uh, so definitely try to sign up by the 22nd and you can go to wakingperceptiony.com where you can see all the presenters, you can see the schedule of things as well as attend. You click on the attend button and that will get you to the uh, event bright ticket sales. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that right here. Nice and easy. So go, go and buy your tickets. And like Laura said, don't wait because this is going to be by the time this episode comes out, if you're hearing this live or uh, you know what I mean, if you're hearing it before the 24th, just know you have very little time in, in purchasing. So don't wait on that one. We're going to have some information up on the blog for folks, too, so they can very easily yes. find all of your awesome. links. Um, Lord, that also brings the question up of how they should look at getting ready for anatomy of a witch that map the magical body. That's going to be on uh, what are your primary sites and, and also what kicks back to you the best? I'm guessing Amazon's there, but what do you like? So, <coughs> excuse me. So the, the best uh, option is going to be to directly order from me, but I don't do pre-orders until like a month before the book is going to be released. I'm just a little neurotic like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like to make sure that it's like 30 days or less um, so that uh, everybody's copacetic with that. So that will be going up at some point in May. Uh, but otherwise, the next best thing to do is talk to your local metaphysical um, independent bookstore, whatever shop nearby that might carry things. Um, it's being published by Llewellyn, so you can get it anywhere. Um, they can easily order it from their distributors. So that really supports your local community, and it does support me. Uh, Amazon definitely um, helps for in the terms of pre-orders and visibility as well. So uh, it's not... It's not completely the devil. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We feel the same. We know it exactly. Yeah, it it definitely can can help. And of course, you know, leaving if you like it and leaving reviews there and on Goodreads also helps. Uh, But I think that if if folks are enjoying it and sharing it, that also helps with visibility um, just as much uh, because it's it's what I call like the hundred uh, true fans. Like you know, yes. it could publicize things as much as possible. But if like if you really enjoy something and you tell your friends, like that to me has more power. That's it's better than be like here's a here's a graphic. Agreed. No word of mouth is key. So key. So mm-hmm. uh, what we what we absolutely adore lately is how many people in the paranormal community have just been sharing one another's books around the great recommendation Mm -hmm. lists and all of that Uh, we're always adding to ours every time we get (laughs) either tagged in one or you know something like that We're, we're always adding so please folks make sure like laura said share this all because word of mouth is key and uh Again, Laura's books, they're the ones that we give out as our number one recommendations, I, I want to say, mm-hmm. almost across the board, because Weave the Liminal was, I, I want to say, one of the first pure getting you into kind of witchcraft and awakening the more pagan side of your life, where I, I, I was before a little more on the the science side. This That book was just so beautiful in, in easing me. And like you said, there, or touched on earlier, there weren't huge expectations in any way. Mm-hmm. You don't have to perform a certain way. You don't have to buy fancy tools that you have this all within you. 
and it's just waiting on you to kind of tap into it. So please let Laura be your guide, everybody. Uh, I, I couldn't think of, of a better person to to recommend out there. We're just, again, we're blessed to have you and Michelle and all these beautiful folks in our lives. So Laura, mm-hmm. thank you for just taking the time out of your day to talk to us. We adore And yes, Laura is our number one recommendation on our new to witchcraft a starting resource blog post. So if you go to that blog post on uh, revelatingnetwork.com forward slash news, it's a new to witchcraft post. It will literally say books. And the first one is Weevil and also she is literally our number one recommendation. Thanks, y'all. Shucks. <laughs> we just bring now. Yeah, we just bring you in here to in- inflate your ego a bit. You know, that's what that's what we like to do. It's it's our mission. So, but it, but it's all real. It's all true. Uh, so, Laura, where else can people find you in the meantime? We know you're you're busting your butt getting ready for this event, but in that meantime, you're staying active on uh, Instagram, and I see you over on Twitter. So, what are your favorite hangouts that people should be looking for you on? Uh, yeah, so I, I try to post a route to Instagram and to um, Twitter is my snark zone. <laughs> it's my, my, she's, she's my not that snarky. <laughs> we follow her. She's not that snarky. She'll make you smile, but she's not that snarky. She's not scary. I promise. I, I think so. I temper it up. It's it's a balance. Uh, and I'm you know I'm on I'm on Facebook and I have a YouTube channel where um, have the witchful workouts and six minutes of witchcraft and witch heart and a few other different things. Um, so I'm, as I just finished up the final edits for Anatomy and a new Oracle deck that will be coming out next year, I'm like, all right, now I can get back to making videos because I hadn't really done it in a month. Oh, <laughs> at least it felt like it <laughs> the witch heart stuff we didn't talk so last time we no, talked about we the ritual talk about yeah we talked about ritual workouts last time Laura can, can you give mm-hmm. us a summary on on both of these because they're beautiful and I love them but why but but can you tell the folks a little bit more yes so uh the ritual workout is uh, a witchy based uh, movement experience so we tackle movement of the body that can be modified um for all different types of bodies and different abilities, um, mobility, and uh, incorporating that with a magical or ritual slant, um, whether it's the tarot card of the day or an oracle or aspects of ritual, Sabbath, etc. Where witch heart, um, I really wanted to make very short little tidbits. Uh, I think they're all under two minutes or so. And it's just a little me in your face telling you something, um, usually something that inspired me that day that I hope will also inspire you uh, to look at your path a little bit differently, to think about something. Um, and it's just that little, little tiny tidbit. And you can find those both. Um, I post them both to Instagram and to YouTube. So they're, mm-hmm. they're both there. That's right, folks. Get off your butt. Get it, get in the Witchel workout. I I need to start getting back into that groove too because I've been a little too sedentary. So Laura, I I appreciate <laughs> you. When I see stuff like that come through, it's a good reminder to get up and get moving. Uh, I absolutely adore it. And I I just again to folks out there, make sure you go drop as many follows with Laura as you can. Um, she her her art is just gorgeous, and we can't yes. thank her enough for spending this time with us today. Um, any, Speaking of yeah, please. I was- yeah, I was going to say, speaking of art, could you tease your new Oracle deck? It, it, uh, or is it still really hush-hush? If it's really hush-hush, that's totally fine. 
the one what I can say about it is it's related to anatomy of a witch. Uh, so Ooh. it's calling it right now the Oracle of the Magical Body, but we are still in the early stages of development, like all the art's done and the booklet's written, but now we have to go into the layout and what is the name really going to be and the finessing the text and all that. Mm -hmm. So I I will know probably in another week or two exactly when it's coming out in 2022. Uh, And I'm not quite sure if I'll know the name yet. I forget where we are in the in the process of that. If it's this one or like the next meeting after the like second draft, um, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely a different kind of oracle. Just the way the liminal spirits is sort of a, a thing unto itself that's different than other oracle decks. This is a tool for you to engage with your body. You can use it for divination, meditation, for ritual as um, path guidance as well. Um, so it's got it's got a lot of different things to it. That sounds, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that's amazing. So folks have to wait. We got 2022, I heard, was the, the tentative date for that one. So we got a little bit of time to wait. Yeah, I mean, right now we're almost, you know, we're, we're close to June. That'll be our halfway point for 2021. <laughs> that's right. You're, you're, I know it's, it's creeping up so fast. I had, I had one of those thoughts not too long ago, like, holy crap, we're almost, uh, holy Christmas, we're almost back to Christmas, if you will. So that was one of those little, little moments when I was out and about. So yeah, that's, that's going to come up before we know it. I, I'm in love. Pagan, thank you for bringing that up. That's going to have to get added to the collection on my part. Well, I literally just bought a new tarot deck, like, day before yesterday so tarot is like on my brain so when she mentioned it i was like tarot my tarot radar literally went what now stop rewind new article deck i have to go buy when is it coming out tell me everything let me set aside my money now (laughs) and then in like a year and a half you'll have to remind me because i'll probably forgot (laughs) well you know what the beauty is we can have laura back to talk more about it then see that's Mm -hmm. the key as everyone mm-hmm. produces these great projects, it just gives us more excuses to throw invites to bring them back <laughs> through the door. So, Laura, this, this again, is just a huge, huge thank you from both of us that you take the time out of your day to come and sit down with us. We know you're busy. We know you're out there in nature. So we'll get ready to wrap <laughs> this one up, let you go and, and get cleaned up. What is there anything oh. else that we haven't touched on today that you'd like to before we go? I think we have covered all of the things. We're so chatty. thank you so much for, for having me and um, for being excited about Waking for Stephanie. I, I definitely appreciate it as well as everybody else who's going to be a part of it. So we will be thank out you. there beating the drum. So folks know everyone go check it out wakingperstephanie.com Laura is is got all kinds of different profiles that we will have linked below. I know you have your link tree as well, which is absolutely wonderful. That's link tree and yours uh, forward slash owl key me. So O W L K E Y M E. That has everything. I think it looks like it's got all your fancy links. So uh, Patreon. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got Patreon, YouTube. Uh, so everyone can find all that. And if they're looking for anything in particular we mentioned today, we will have that in the show notes for them. So everyone out there at home listening, thank you for joining us. I really hope we get to see you at the Waking Persephone event. I hope everyone is is staying super safe, masked up, and, and being healthy because we can't wait to get back to those real-life events, uh, get to meet up with Laura in person when everything has lifted 
and uh, we can socialize. <laughs> so Laura, we look forward to this so badly. We will catch up with you uh, in just about, well, a week from the time of them listening. So thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Are you enjoying listening to the Revelator Podcast Network? Support this show and others by going to revelatornetwork.com. We've got five shows and growing with Chaos and Shadow, Pagan's Witchy Corner, Kyle's Communist Book Club, Kyle's Valheim Bulletin, and Stellaris Emergency Broadcast. We've got something covered for the occult lovers, the gamers, and soon to be many, many more. Make sure you subscribe to that blog while you're there. Don't miss out on our newsletter if you become a member. We're doing ad-free feeds, bonus audio episodes, member badges, and roles on our exclusive Gilded server. Find everything you need at revelatornetwork.com.